Hello everyone and welcome back to Nice Have a Friend podcast. This is a very exciting episode this morning because it's another book club episode, perhaps our last book club episode of the year. So we're going to go out strong on the book club episodes and just for a little peek behind the curtain, we did not know what we wanted to record this week. And whenever that happens, when all else (laughs) fails, the book club episodes are so fun. I feel like you guys actually really like them too, surprisingly. I feel like we always get so much like interaction Mm -hmm. on them. So luckily you guys enjoy the book club episodes. They work really well for us. Like if we don't have any other ideas (laughs) at the last minute or if nothing else works um, for the current episode. So I'm just so pumped that we're doing another book club episode. Well, it's funny too, because I feel like we do this one so much, but Lauren and I looked and our last one was in May. So, I mean, it's been five months. It's been a very long time since we've done one of these. And um, as Lauren also said, peek behind the curtain. So currently it is 7 a.m. in California and it is 10 in Tennessee because Lauren is so sweet and a morning person so she was fine doing it in the morning because I uh I just came off of a, a little bit of a crazy weekend a I'm bu- I know as I was gonna say this segues perfectly into <laughs> your busy weekend and what you need to recap for us yeah so if you were paying attention to sports at all over the weekend you're probably aware that the University of Tennessee volunteers upset the University of Alabama for first time in 16 years and um it just feels good Lauren it just feels good to be on Rocky top um to work for the university of tennessee athletic department right now um because i was thinking about this last night as much as well first of all that game was freaking insane so again i do jumbotron it's like one of the best regular season games maybe in like the top 10 of all time i can guarantee you that that game will have had more viewership than the national championship regardless of who's in the national championship when it comes around like that game is probably going to have higher ratings but the the fanfare and like everything behind it so for my job to just kind of tell you guys what went on this week so typically tennessee alabama it is always that big of a deal in our minds so if you don't even if you're not because, a tennessee fan even if like we never usually win yeah um because yeah. again this rivalry goes back to like 1940s and 50s with general Neyland at tennessee and bear bryant at alabama duking it out and this was always a big game so where people are like wow is this a big deal Alabama's been so good for so long it's like well it's older yeah. than that um so even when we have no chance it's big so this year tennessee coming in being five and zero, um, Bama. I think they were six and zero coming in because we had an off week already. Yeah. We had uh, College Game Day was here. SEC Nation was here, which is their version of College Game Day. SEC yeah. Network had a marketing team here shooting drone footage all week long. We also had CBS on campus for their cameras, and then we also have to set up Anybody, our cameras as well. And then you can add in. Was here and then the Keith game. Urban like had everyone. a concert on Friday night too, Lauren. So Keith Urban was here, and so. At- Thompson Bowling. <laughs> yeah, on Friday night. Oh so my god. We were just like slammed with people and requests all week and like all this stuff that we had to do to take care of. And so when you saw the final product You have to be so tired. Yeah, it was amazing. Well thankfully I didn't have to do too much. It was just my point our like other producer was the point person. But when you look at that, it's like this shows that this game is not just a big game in Tennessee people's minds. So uh, it was just so crazy. Um, I'm on the Jumbotron, so no, I was not on the field or anything. I did thankfully get to sneak over there um, and just take a lap around before the game started. But I was watching it all on our monitor wall. And Lauren, when it was done, I just went and sat in the floor behind our producer and director and was just like staring because I was like, I could not believe that that had happened. Oh my gosh. 
so i know okay so one i have a couple things to say <laughs> everyone on twitter i always go on twitter when i want to get like heated riled up about something <laughs> yeah um and all of the big 10 fans like before the game mm-hmm. or when they announced that it was college game day coming to knoxville they were mad that they were coming back for a second time Mm -hmm. first they were mad that they were coming back for this game because it wasn't going to be a good game it was going to be a blowout again (laughs) like it was a stupid game to come to they should have went to michigan versus penn state um i think is the one that they wanted them Mm -hmm. to go to and everyone was just furious that they were coming back to this game and I was like, okay, well, maybe they're right, but whatever. Like, they chose to come to this game for a reason, obviously. Okay, and then that game that they wanted everyone to go to was, like, a washout. Like, I'm pretty sure one – I can't remember who actually won, but one of them beat the other one by, like, a ton. I think it might have been Michigan beat Penn State. I can't remember. But that was just like, ha-ha. Like, obviously, they picked the right game, so that was feeling very um, – I was feeling very vindicated. Um, and then second, we made the horrible, like, misstep of scheduling a movie outing with, like, Preston's <laughs> co-worker that they're becoming, like, friends outside of work. Um, and we were like, okay, we can go at the 410 one. And the game started mm-hmm. at 1230 for us. We Well, we offered the co-worker, like, times to pick from. And then he just picked 410. <laughs> and we were like, oh, shoot, but. I don't know. It'll be fine because we just really wanted to go hang out with him. So we have to get in the car at like the middle of the third quarter. And honestly, as much as we hated that we missed the game, it was kind of nice because we didn't get as like stressed out as I think we would have watching it live. So we just kind of got to like check on Google to like update the score and just see what was happening. Mm -hmm. We couldn't like watch. So it was like (laughs) it was bad that we didn't get to watch. We're sad. We didn't get to watch the last half, but I did get less stressed watching it, like absorbing <laughs> it that way. So that's really nice. But I was in the movies when I refreshed and saw final score 52-49. And I just like squeezed like, Preston, Preston's Preston. arm like so hard. I was just so excited. And then uh, my brother was sending me like videos of the, because he was there. So he was sending me video. I think your brother was Aww. there too. He was. I gave him my ticket, so. Oh, that's such a nice sister. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> he was. They lucked out with me. Yes, seriously, because they saved like $800 a person or something, probably. <laughs> but my brother sent me videos of like the goalposts coming down, and I showed them to Preston's coworker because he's from the Netherlands, so he just doesn't mm-hmm. like have the same concept of football. And he was just <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. He could not believe what was happening it was so funny to like describe to him yeah so they're gonna mm-hmm. take these goal posts and they're gonna put them in the tennessee river in that the runs river. <laughs> by our school they may carry them down like the main street that uh students live on first um and, and then, they did and then where everyone lives will probably be on fire with like couches uh burning and cars <laughs> junk cars burning to not so i never saw any videos of couches on fire i bet there was one i, I just want to see either. where it was you know? I, I was like on tiktok all weekend looking to like <laughs> waiting to see where the couches were burning 
and I never saw any. I don't know if I'm just. I'm not definitely on. glad that I don't live in the fort anymore. Oh, like that was one of those nights where I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness yes. I don't live back there. Preston's brother lives at the very back of the fort, and I was like, please uh-huh. tell him to be careful. Oh my gosh, because I was just like, well, Ugh. it's funny you saying like you saw Big Ten people getting mad. So after Florida, like I kind of already knew that we were third on game day's list, but it just had to be a contingency of like who's gonna lose, who's gonna win. Yeah, but you cannot. I don't care. I do not care how bad Tennessee is going to be. You cannot put an undefeated Tennessee and an undefeated Alabama and them not come back here. And then you see the results of that game and you're like, Michigan, you blew out Penn State. Who literally yes. cares? Because okay, I think the other game on it was TCU, Oklahoma State. Yes. And it's like, sure, it's they're both ranked, like whatever. But yeah. I mean, it's it, I'm sorry. It's a Big 12. And the Big 10 and SEC are going to get precedent over that. So and look at look what happened. Know. You know, um, and the funny right thing game, is, obviously, you talking about the goalposts so in the control room obviously i have like they have all these all of our cameras and anybody who is not of the goalpost um but we had somebody shooting the fans like carrying it so they took it and at first they started carrying one of them up the lower bowl Um, and as they were carrying it it, i don't think that one made it out i think the other one did but there was a guy that was on there like just hanging on it doing pull-ups yeah. the whole way and we zoomed in on him and just were showing him doing the pull-ups and that was cracking me up because we were like you're just adding weight you're not helping them carry it oh i know i um, was getting then, mad at the guys that were riding on top of it because i was like you just are trying fun. to have your glory moment and everyone else is trying to actually carry this and then um you talking about like people saying is this a big deal so one thing that cracked me up is my friend jenny that was one of my disney roommates she's the one that lives in texas she texted me as soon as the game was over and first of all it was funny how many people like sent me texts sent me instagram dms like we're checking in to be like oh my gosh are you alive this is crazy so this is uh what my friend jenny texted me she said uh dang that was a good ending to the game my husband and i were watching at a restaurant everyone is flooding the field is that normal (laughs) And I just thought that was so funny because it's like, no, Jenny, it's not normal. normal. This is really, really big. And she's like, I can tell how shook you are. (laughs) I was like, yeah, it's. I'm pretty shook. So I know I was getting texts from my friends that I met in California, like you guys beat Alabama, and I'm like, I know. Oh my gosh. It was I, like all the, the TikTok videos of people like on planes watching it and freaking yes. out people with their babies watching it and freaking out like it's just this means a lot to Tennessee people because we have just been yeah. through the ringer for the last really 15 years not just with Alabama yeah. but just in Overall, general we have been like we've yeah. been beaten down like mentally and physically mm-hmm. for the past like 20 years things have just not really went our way we might have had a few bright and, spots here and there in that 20 years yeah. but it's been rough and as much as people's eyes are on football which don't get me wrong when football succeeds it gives everything else a chance to thrive but when you look across the board it's like we've got the right leadership yeah. in the right places when you like look at our basketball, basketball team, programs our baseball team, our, soft, our baseball um our soccer team our Softball. just like everything is doing really well and so it's just nice that now like we're adding that piece and it just gives it more yeah. eyes and attention for recruits for people coming here like it's just really cool so yay go balls um enough i'm sorry but thank you lauren for letting me get my uh tennessee um excitement out this morning but, i know yeah, it was a good weekend i know um it was so fun and i wonder if college game day will come to georgia tennessee in athens it depends, I guess. I would say 
probably if they're both undefeated it will probably go back because they don't really necessarily have a qualm with like seeing the same team right as long as they're not the same them going to the same campus twice in the same year is kind of bananas like i'm kind of surprised they set up at Ayers hall i thought they were gonna go somewhere else yeah well no i think they probably will uh peyton said college game day used to come twice a season every time i was here like he said that on the like when Mm -hmm. he was up there um and did you was paul feinbaum coming out of that casket this year <laughs> yeah For that was this reason, year i didn't see it till after every time i didn't see it until after either and i was watching college game day all morning and everything well i guess that wasn't on college game day but um yeah everyone the way everyone was dressed it looked like it was from like a different year i don't know why and i was like i could not tell if this was current or not but yeah there was just so many like fun media moments to come out of this like Peyton was leading the band um up at airs mm-hmm. and he said that about they used to come twice a season that was just so funny but did you see that Dolly Parton tweeted and yes. was like so many people thought I was coming and I would have loved to be there and it's like I wonder I if they did ask her, her to be the game day picker that would because rumor stupid. is they did ask her the first time and she couldn't um I and then that's her, when they got Bianca Belair she needs to just come but not be the guest picker because she has to pick for all the games not just Tennessee you know I think she could do it somebody will just tell her yeah just, it doesn't matter you think Jack Harlow knows what's going on he was picking it based on people he hooked up True. with he didn't know what was going on Wait, and he was one was of the best guest there? pickers all season uh week two and I I was annoyed that he was on there he yeah. was like one of the first wins of the year oh my gosh but I'm like the so. one person didn't pick Tennessee in the guest pick or in the yeah Kirk Herb Street yeah so hope and he guess what he dumb. didn't pick him against Florida either so hope he feels dumb he definitely doesn't care. <laughs> okay, so pivoting from one subject to the complete opposite, <laughs> to sports, another. to books. Um, sorry, we're talking about two very uh, niche topics in one episode. They're both related to fall. They're yeah. both related to fall yeah. and fall vibes. But we can kind of start our book content by checking in on kind of where we were um, on this episode the last time we did it and kind of where we are currently. Um if you want to start first, Allison, with where you were when we left off. Yeah, sure. So our last episode, again, about books was May 3rd. So it's been uh, almost half a year since then. So in that first episode, I had read nine books. So my goal for the year was 15. Um, I've said it at 20 the last couple of years, and I've just gotten either to 19 or not even gotten halfway there. Um, But I started at nine. um, And currently, I'm at 23. So I've actually met my goal. I read a lot this summer. Yeah. Um, So I'm kind of shocked because I doubled basically what I had done over like the first couple months of the year um but yeah the only thing though lauren is that while i did double my reading i'm kind of in a reading slump now because i feel like i don't know if you ever buy into this but sometimes i get in the mindset of i've I've got to read books that are thought-provoking and like they really pick at something or they're kind of dark in nature and then that really kind of started to get to me like at a point because it just made it to where reading wasn't fun it was just like uh this is kind of sad and not that life isn't always happy and sunshine all the time but i'm like but i also don't always have to read something that is making me think about like the worst part of humanity kind of thing yeah um so i i definitely enjoyed some of the books i read but it reminded me of like allison you don't always have to like solve a world problem or like read something super negative you can read light fun 
books. Yeah. So <laughs> that's something to think about as we go forward into the fall. I know. I you asked if I ever got like trapped into this. No, but I mm-hmm. do. Like I always just read pretty much whatever I want. I'm like a super big mood reader, and I usually ninety percent of the time like let myself read whatever I'm in the mood for. The only time when it gets really tricky is I'm involved in two book clubs, and one of the book clubs mm-hmm. meets sometimes twice a month. And I get in a little bit of a pickle when I'm not super jazzed about the book that they've picked because I like dread reading it. I read it super slow. And my number one piece of book advice is just to read what you want to read. Like people are trying to read stuff that they're supposed to read or that's like nonfiction Mm -hmm. or that everyone recommended, but they're just not super into. And if you are dreading picking it up, then you are you need to quit the book like that is just not good but when it's a book club book I always want to finish it so I can go to the book club and like contribute to the conversation so I had like two book club books in a row this month that were super just I did not want to read them and I actually Mm -hmm. ended up like dnfing one and i just really skimmed through the other one because i was just like i cannot do this to myself or i'm gonna quit reading and that's like a really bold statement to say for me because it's my favorite hobby but i could just tell it was impacting (laughs) me so much so yes i think you should not worry about like if your books are thought provoking or not, like I've been yeah. on a huge romance kick this summer and I usually don't do that. And I've been reading like back to back more like fluffy romance books. So I think you should just read whatever you're in the mood for. And I feel like you're really good Thanks. at buying like whatever book you're in the mood for, like no matter how obscure it is. So I feel like that's good <laughs> that you always have kind of options on hand. Yeah, I don't think it's that I necessarily am always like, well, that sounds depressing. Let's read it. I think I just end up, there are people that I respect a lot and they're like, wow, this was such a thought provoking good read. And it's like, oh, let me, let me try. Let me try something different. Cause I've tried reading a lot more different things in the last year. um, And then it just ends up being like, maybe I should just not, (laughs) I don't know. So I feel like I got a little out of touch with myself and now I'm back in. She said hello. Hi, Preston. (laughs) Said hi, Preston. I'll leave that in the episode. Preston specifically came to say hi to me. That was really <laughs> heartwarming this morning. Anyway, but that's my yeah. year. Not bad. Just kind of like got off track a little, but I'm getting back on. I've got the things that I know I want to read that we'll talk about in a few minutes, and I'm excited about those. Yeah, so. definitely. So where did you start, or like where are you now versus where you were last episode? Okay, so I feel I've tried to find our document from last episode, but I didn't actually go to listen to the last episode, so I hope this is correct. If anyone's listening and you remember, which there is no way that is the case, but apparently last episode in May, I was at 57, which sounds a little bit low. I would have thought it was closer to 80, (laughs) but a little bit low Um, compared to like where I am now. I feel like that's low, but I think last time I was at 57 Um, Mm -hmm. and right now, guys, my total for the year is 124 books and that sickens me as much as it probably sickens you like I cannot believe that is how much I've read and that we still have like two and a half months left to go but I have that's literally like a book every two days almost I know I finish multiple books a week at this point so remember I listen to audiobooks that is important to listen to and part of my job I can listen to audiobooks with 
So that has helped a lot. Um, but yeah, don't compare yourself to me if you don't like audiobooks or if you have children or something like that. Because remember, I listen to audiobooks. Me and Preston are pretty much out here with like a handful of friends. So it's not like we have social engagements every single day. Like I have just so much time and opportunity to read. So don't feel bad. 124 is like abnormal for sure. Like I don't. I appreciate you just just then being like not you were not being self-deprecating, but it's just a good reminder of like, yes, I read a yeah. lot, but we're also still building community out here. And it's not like I'm going out and yes, I just do an X, Y, Z all the time. Be like how I how I could do that too but I'm not maybe you can't actually read 124 books physically like oh I literally could no. not I literally could not sit down and make myself do that. no there's like there's no way you could so I just don't want anyone to be like wow if you read I two books read. a year you're a reader yeah that just like if you walk if you walk while you run you're still a runner don't, yes it's okay Lauren's just a very very prolific listener and reader it's like my number one hobby and I very I have a job that's very nine to five like I am Mm -hmm. pretty much done almost every day right at five um and on the weekends like me and Preston love alone time so he's like playing games or talking to his friends and I'm reading like and it could not work out better so that's just like the season of life that we're in right now but I really think you know another season of life it's going to be harder to read it Mm -hmm. just happens but yeah 124 I'm really curious to see what my like end um number will look like because I don't know if you guys remember but I set my goal at 85 because I was really afraid if I didn't Mm -hmm. hit it I would be just like super upset and then I moved it up to 100 and now do you think you'll get to 150? I feel like you're going to get to that easy. I think so, maybe, but I've slowed down quite a bit um, lately. So I don't know. I think I could likely get to 150. It just depends if I stay in a little bit of a reading slump. Because you said you were in a reading slump. I've also been in a reading slump lately, mm-hmm. and I can't really put my finger on exactly why. I think one part of it is I read this book called Every Summer After in June and that book like wrecked me it I have like a book hangover from that still a book hangover is like when that's all you can think about for like a couple of days like you feel like you can't start another book because you're just like still latched on to this book um so I had a book hangover for like a month after that book um and I mean I don't attribute my reading slump to that now because obviously it's been a long time since June but I think that is kind of like what started everything is I just loved that book so much and then I was like all these other books do not compare um so I will link that one below even though this is like not the time actually to read every summer after but if you are not very of like a (laughs) seasonal reader then maybe go ahead but also I could recommend like waiting until summer for that one because it was really fun to read um at the lake See, I, I would be, I would move my goal, but I just, I've done that a couple years yeah. and I haven't ever gotten to it. So for me, I would just be surprised if I get to 25. So again, I was, I'm at 23 right now, 
and I put on here, I'm currently reading three books right now, Lauren, but I think that usually means that I'm not super committed to one. Now, to be fair, they're all very different because one is a summer rom- rom-com. It's called The Setup. Then they're The Hobbit because I just really wanted to read The Hobbit. I don't know why I always have and I never have actually gotten to it. So I'm reading that. And then Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. So all three of those are very different. Yeah. And if I finished all three of those by Christmas, I would be shocked because I'm just kind of in one of those. And basketball season's about to start yes. and normally I don't read a lot then. So so if I finish two of those three by Christmas, I would be surprised. We'll see. Yeah. I'm reading currently right now. Um, what is it called? Okay. So I was reading Selma Blair's um, mm-hmm. memoir, Mean Baby. I was like 4% into that. And I was just like, I'm not in the mood for a, like a nonfiction thing right now. Um, so I am now listening to this audiobook called thank you for listening it's like a romance about like a podcast um host or like an audiobook narrator or something i'm not exactly sure yet i haven't gotten super far into it um and then i am reading the last in the discovery of witches series um Mm -hmm. there's like three books in that and this is the last one so it was like perfect to read it around halloween because it's kind of like a vampires demons um, witch story. So that is what I'm reading currently. And I will probably finish those before the end of the week. And it is Monday now. <laughs> well, like you said, that's Halloween-ish. That yeah. kind of feels like fall. So one thing Lauren and I also wanted to do is kind of share some books that feel like fall, feel like winter to us. I'm sure this is no surprise to anyone who's listened here, but this is really Lauren and I's time of year where we thrive. Like we're very yes. big fall girlies as we like to i hate that word girlies (laughs) whatever we are we are fall fall gals here um so we figured we'd share some of our favorite books that remind us of fall and winter because kind of like you mentioned i re i did read a lot in the summer but i think it's more because that's when my job kind of has a slump but this kind of year or this time of year is when i would rather sit in the living room with a blanket and light a candle and have a nice like cup of coffee and sit and actually read because it's cold and the leaves are falling and it just feels like the perfect time to read a book um so lauren would you like to share uh some of your books that make you feel like fall yes um and i have a whole reel on my bookstagram kind of about this so i can link Ooh. that below i have a little bit of fall content on my bookstagram but i will start off with this one that i read super recently called daisy darker by alice feeney it is so mm. good i really enjoyed it as an audiobook but i think i would have enjoyed it as a physical book too and it takes place on october 30th and october 31st and it's in this like house that you can only get to when the tide goes down um and it's kind of like a locked door um mystery and it's got like family drama and it is so good i feel like it's the best fall vibes i really wanted one of my my in-person book club to read this one because i just wanted to talk about it with somebody so i feel like it's definitely one of those um and then i have i have it so if i read it i'll tell you oh okay let me know i really want to know what you think some people think it's overwritten but i personally enjoyed it so i want to hear your thoughts Um, And then the other one is Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. So these are both by her. And this one does occur more in the wintertime, but 
it is still so good. And Preston actually read this one too, and he also really enjoyed it. Um, and I think it's a good one to recommend. It's like they're in this very remote part of Scotland and it's like a blizzard and you kind of got an unreliable narrator and it's also kind of a locked door mystery and locked door, uh, mysteries is when someone in the house has to be the killer because it's like if they're on an Island or if, you know, like they're only in this house that you can't get in or out of, or if they're on a plane or something where no one can leave or enter. So that's kind of like what a locked door mystery is. And those are my favorites. So I had to recommend the first two um, as locked door mysteries. <laughs> um, do you have any? Well, I put on there as far as like not obvious ones. So Harry Potter is to me the ultimate fall book. I mean, oh, I, I saw a TikTok the other day that I downloaded and shared on my Instagram story that was just the score with the book open and the movie playing in the background and it's just something about those books is just but the peaceful like joy nostalgia fall because I'm not a big scary person so I was gonna say some books that are a little bit more like hyper specific is The Guest List which that's Lucy Foley um and if she wrote The Paris Apartment personally I didn't think The Paris Apartment was that great but I thought The Guest List was really good um and that's more of like on an island there's a murder who did it kind of thing um that, so that one, one was is really good kind of locked door as well because it's like they're in yeah because they can't leave place yeah and they're they're there for a wedding right yeah. i'm pretty sure that that's kind of the plot and then uh the maidens which is by the alex i cannot say his last name i think it's michaelides but it's the yeah. same guy who wrote the silent patient personally i liked the maidens more which is kind of like a oddball pick. I, I feel like a lot of people like the silent patient better more, but both of them are um, good for fall they are and I just feel like those both thriller and dark academia I feel like those are both very fall kind of um, genres anyway Um, but then too we were talking about fall and winter so my other one that I was going to say that's kind of like anybody could read it very accessible is Pride and Prejudice to me feels like a book to read at Christmas yeah and so it's just this year I might try yeah true and I might try to read Pride and Prejudice again. Uh, you know what's sad is I love the 2019 version of that movie with my whole entire being, and I cannot read the book. Oh, I've quit halfway through. I have read the book, <laughs> but I feel like I don't know how I pushed through and read that one. But I also love like Anne of Green Gables, and I don't know. Sometimes I will mm-hmm. just get in the mood to read stuff like that. But one caveat with Pride and Prejudice: please watch the movie before you try to read the book. I know that goes against every like normal <laughs> recommendation from people, but with the English author style of writing from like that it period, helps to have a you will not visual representation I'm not trying to put anyone down but you will not understand what is going on if you don't watch the movie I didn't to have something. I did not like it until I read it yeah the second time it's just so. like too meandering like what they're saying doesn't make sense with what how we would say it and it's just like impossible mm-hmm. to understand what they're saying. But I do feel like once you watch the movie, you see the humor in the book because yes, the humor in the book just exactly. out of context. It's a different social time, so you wouldn't understand it yeah. the same way that you would if you see it written out in front of you. Have so, you seen that review um, of Pride and Prejudice? That's like this is just a bunch of people visiting each other's houses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, what that you is think what it, it is. is until you watch the movie and understand the humor, and then it becomes so much better. Um, but I have a few more. So I feel like fall in general is the perfect time to read fantasy series because maybe you have a little bit more time to read on your hands and fantasy series 
for me, when I start it, I get consumed by it. Like, I want to finish it. I want to read it with every free moment of my time. So, if you've been looking for a time to start a fantasy series, please let this be your time. And the number one recommendation that I have is a Court of Thorns and Roses series, otherwise known as Akatar. Um you need to read this book like if you're above the age of 18 you need to read this book it is <laughs> so life-changing like this is the book I've talked on the podcast before about I finished it on the plane and we had to drive to Barnes and Noble from the airport for me to pick up the other books because I had to know what happened like I needed air in my lungs like I'm not being dramatic I was just <laughs> obsessed and that is how so many of my friends who have read the books have felt as well so please try it the first book is so much different than the second book and I would love to have a whole podcast episode dedicated to these fantasy books but I know that that's not really possible let um, me write it down yeah. I'm kidding I already I know, know. I already we're doing know. a whole book club meeting about the first two books um so I just can't wait for that but if the first one you're like get to like a hundred pages into the first one before you quit it because some people don't get to like actually the meat of the story um and then if you're lukewarm about the first one read the second one because the second one is like really mm. really different from the first one but i was not lukewarm okay. about the first one i was like obsessed from you're moment all in. one yeah so that is like <laughs> my first fantasy series read and then the second one is called from blood and ash and it took me a lot long I feel like fantasy books are kind of this way for everyone but the first one takes me a long time to get took me a long time to get into because of all the world building but then something happens and it became so good and I'm about to start the second in this series so I highly recommend that one too and then those are my two fantasy book series but I have one more series that I want to recommend for the fall and it's called the inheritance games series so basically this girl is like living in her car um like has zero money like she's not doing very well she's about to graduate high school and she gets left like the richest man in America's fortune and she doesn't know him at all um and it's like 300 billion dollars or something like it makes her one of the richest people on the planet and it makes her like the richest teenager ever um and she moves into his like mansion basically in texas and his like grandsons who she's not related to um are also there and it's like she has to solve these like riddles and games and like different things to like basically stay alive and stay in the mansion because now people are like um wanting to kill her basically because she inherited all this money and his family didn't so it's just so good I feel like it has knives out but for young adult vibes so it's really good and it's not very like it's an easier read which is really nice I think sometimes so mm -hmm. it's like knives out but it's like super easy to consume so, didn't the last one just come yeah, out pretty recently the, the like this series is completely finished so that's another good thing that you can just kind of like read it and then let it lie because it's gonna be you'll be finished super quick 
Okay, so those are our fall and winter recommendations. So we're getting close to the end of the year. We've really only got about two full months left until 2022 is wrapped up uh, with a nice bow. So Lauren and I are going to share our goals for the end of the year as far as reading is concerned. So mine, I kind of already alluded to this earlier, but one of my goals was really just to get back into reading things I want to read um, and not being influenced as easily um i think sometimes i just will notice i'm enjoying things but it's like i need to pick something like that i want to pick not something that somebody else picked for me um so again that's why i'm reading the hobbit because one thing in the back of my brain i've always kind of wanted to read lord of the rings yeah because i've seen the movies but i was like five or six so i really don't remember anything other than like an orc and what Gollum looks like so that's why I'm reading The Hobbit because I just kind of want to get dip my toe in see how I feel I know Lord of the Rings is very different because The Hobbit is more of like a kid's book and Lord of the Rings is definitely not a kid's book but we'll see we'll see if I get there Um, And then the other goal I have is to stop buying books. And Lauren, you should be proud of me. I went to a fall festival in a small East Tennessee town yesterday and they had $5 wrapped up mystery books. And there was a historical fiction one that sounded really intriguing. And I said, I'm not going to buy it because I have too many. Um, So I just got in a really... I'm not proud of you. I know. But I got into such a bad habit last year of just going to the bookstore and buying books. And I just, not that that's a bad thing, but it was just, I was doing it way too much for the amount of things that I was reading. So I'm going to stop buying books until I read through what I've got and give away and sell the other ones that I have finished that I don't care about keeping. And then lastly, um, I bought the September issue of Vogue and I'm still reading through it like every now and then when I'm just kind of need a break from my phone and don't want to read read I will sit down and read uh, the articles in it and look through the campaigns and stuff and I'm only like two-thirds of the way through it still but one thing is I would like to probably just kind of pick up more magazines because I forget there's really good editorial content in there or like good written articles so it's not necessarily a book but there's just really good stuff where you learn something or it's uplifting or it's just teaching you about something or a new cause or something I didn't know about but also like mixed in with fashion or pop culture and things that I enjoy so I kind of want to get back into getting in a magazine every now and then like I might buy a subscription to Vogue because they have good writing and it also combines like the best of everything I like without it being a gossip magazine so I don't know I just I used to always get Teen Vogue and I was obsessed with it and so I I just kind of wonder when I dropped off yeah yeah so maybe back into magazines as well um I that's so random because I was just thinking well we talked about uh the Vogue September issue in last Mm -hmm. episode I want to say um maybe two episodes ago but I was just thinking about magazines last night we this is super random but we just booked our 10 year anniversary trip to scotland for january i am just so so excited but i've been for the first time ever using conde nast traveler website for like Mm. all of our hotels that we want to stay in that's a magazine too right yeah so i was just thinking i would kind of like to get a subscription to conde nast traveler um like and I also was like I would love to also get garden and gun maybe and I don't know I was just suddenly so into magazines too because I have been slowing down on reading a little bit and I don't want to look at my phone at night and so sometimes it does sound good to like sit in bed and read a magazine before I go to bed like that kind of sounds it's like small short form things where you can still read or learn or engage with something but it's not you don't have to commit and it's like real life people that you're kind of like reading Mm -hmm. real life people and places that you're reading about and i don't know i'm just kind of like interested in that so we will see and i feel like the good thing about uh 
publishing industry is magazines are suddenly very cheap i feel like so i think you can get a subscription oh yeah for very cheap yeah because like this september issue of vogue was ten dollars but like that's the biggest magazine i make all year and if you got a subscription like, i'm sure it would be way cheaper like it's, if it mailed to your house yeah probably i actually might look into doing that i know like, oh, but i mean one of the one of the things that I just read, so my friend Zari is originally from the Philippines, and so I've learned a lot about the Philippines from living with her. And one of the articles that they had is they just went through an election, um, and they elected the son of basically a dictator. And so the article was talking about a woman who runs an agency that's about fact-checking and kind of just, like, calling oh out politicians gosh. that are running on lies, um, and how she's basically, like, been in prison so many times and wow. has to try... She also has a... But she got a Nobel Peace Prize, or a, one of the Nobel Prizes where it, like, basically gave her immunity from stuff like that for a while, and her talking about, like, even though he got elected, we're not going to stop doing this just because he's threatening yeah. me kind of thing. And so it's like, wow, you learn so much about random things like that and people i think look at vogue and they just think it's just about clothes no, like, it's, it's so really vapid it's like, no there's actually on. yeah great writing in here about things i would have never and then another one was about like a danish plus size brand that debuted at paris fashion yeah. week and how people are like really starting to pay attention to it but those kind of things are really interesting and they're hope-filled and it's yes. small and i don't have to read a 500 page book i know so, okay nice. maybe i'm gonna put some subscriptions on my christmas list i feel like on your really christmas list <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I love getting gifted subscriptions because it's just like every it's actually such a treat when you get it in the mail because you also didn't pay. And I would never get it for myself. Yeah, Yeah. it's a treat even if you do pay for it. But if you don't and then you get it once a month in the mail, that just feels like Christmas comes every month Mm -hmm, for a year, basically. (laughs) So, yeah, that's such a great idea. With, so what are some goals, goals for you, Miss okay. Lauren? Um, yeah, that was okay. it. Number one, quit requesting library books. So I, every few months, <laughs> will have to, because if you guys don't use the library, like a lot, like I do, you request books and sometimes it'll be like six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, six months out that you have to wait for a book. So sometimes I'll just go through and request like 20 books and then... I just have so many coming in like every week that I can't Mm. read them all. And then I have too many library books to actually read the books on my shelf or the books that I have downloaded to my Kindle or my book club books. And then it's like I get really stressed because I have to read these under a time crunch because it's like you only have 21 days where I just keep like delaying it coming in and then it just like looms over my head basically but so I'm trying to get really good about just canceling holds of books that I'm just not excited about right now because if I keep delaying actually getting the book then there's probably a reason why and I probably just don't want to read the book right now so I'm (laughs) going to make myself not request any more library books for the end of the year and try to clear up my physical shelf my kindle and my actual library holds And then second, I have just recently made this switch on my bookstagram, which I will link below. Sorry, I ran out of breath. I don't know why I just got short. um, (laughs) But so I have just also with my bookstagram started making it more of a resource. So that is another goal is to continue making my bookstagram like that because I will link my bookstagram below if you guys want to check it out. But I started it at the very beginning of the year, and if you guys aren't familiar with Bookstagram, it's usually like people taking pictures of themselves with books or with Kindles, and then they'll have the Kindle, and then they'll like Photoshop the cover on it, and it's like very staged, kind of, and 
it was taking me so long to take the pictures because I just wasn't looking forward to taking the pictures. I was just dragging my feet on the pictures part of it, but I was so excited about actually sharing the reviews, but I would just get this huge backlog of like audiobooks and Kindle books because I just didn't want to take the pictures and then go through the hassle of like putting the cover on and editing them and everything. So I saw one person, which this is a like a, a food blogger that also has a bookstagram account and I will link her below because I absolutely love her. But I saw her do this where she just literally puts the cover of the book on as the post. And that just suddenly I was hit with this realization of like, oh my gosh, I don't have to take a picture that I'm in or that my house is in. I can literally just put the cover of the book on and then the review. And I honestly think it's going to be more of a resource for people because it's a lot easier to see the cover. So it's a lot easier to just like scroll down and see where the book that I'm talking about was or where the book that you've heard about or like see what covers are Mm -hmm. catching your eye. I'm going to keep doing that and it's helped me post almost every single day on my bookstagram whereas before it was a struggle to post like once a week so I'm really excited about that and then one other quick goal check-in I said in one book club episode this year that I wanted to read Agatha Christie and more nonfiction this year I tried to read Agatha Christie I didn't like (laughs) it I don't know why but I was not interested whatsoever, so I'm going to quit the Agatha Christie goal, and then the nonfiction goal is also not going super well, so maybe next year, but I also just want to advocate for people reading whatever the heck they want, so I think it's fine if I don't read nonfiction or Agatha Christie, and I'm still (laughs) a good reader, so those are kind of like my goals and goal check-ins. Otherwise, I can't really say like, oh, I need to finish 30 more books because I have read enough for like three years in just these past 10 months. So we're good to go. Yeah, well, you're on track for me for like seven years. (laughs) We're good to go. Yeah. Well, guys, that is going to do it for our fifth book club iteration. This is probably the last one of 2022. Um, So just check our show notes. I know Lauren said she's going to note a couple of things down there. Um, And then two, something that we put on our last book club episode was two of our favorite bookstores. And so I kind of shared that over here, Lauren, so we could relink that down below because I know it's almost Christmas time. Maybe you're thinking like, oh, this would be a good gift for a friend, whatever. Um, So as much as we love all the bookstores maybe if you're in uh, northern california or you're in chattanooga we put a bookstore that we love in both of those places down below maybe you could order one yes, from them and I will also um, in link, the upcoming holiday season i'm also going to link this new website that i found that um you can go to and it's an online website but you can link it to your local bookstore and even if you don't know what bookstores are around you you can put in your zip code and it will tell you like all of the independent or smaller bookstores that are around you. Oh, and cool. even if you don't want to go to that store and you want to order it online from this website, like all of the markup of the book goes to that bookstore. Like they get all That's the money cool. for it. So I am going to link that below as well. We just love a small bookstore, even though I'm sure you could go in three and you can be like, well, they have all the same books. It's like, yeah, but the vibe is just different. It's fun to look. Yeah. You're going to find something different every time you go. And doesn't that just feel like fall walking yeah. around a bookstore? 
so all right y'all so that is gonna do it for us this week on nice to have a friend just a reminder you can find us on instagram and you can hang out with us also on twitter we're on instagram a little bit more so you might want to go there instead um and if you like this episode rate and review us hopefully five stars on apple podcasts and spotify and then share it with someone you love maybe you can start a mini book club via our podcast <laughs> um we would love that and if you do that and that happens please tell us and we will come. but in the meantime yeah we will come virtually to the book club we will be back in two weeks with a new episode in the meantime uh hope this podcast reminds you that it's nice to have a friend and as a reminder go balls. bye everybody bye <laughs> i feel like you said in the meantime <laughs> i did i said that real country my bad <laughs>